It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 181 for the end of August 2021. I forgot the year because it doesn't matter at this point. We're still in lockdown here in Melbourne. I'm Steve. Hi. I'm Ben. I'm not in lockdown, so I'm just in regular old normal society where we still can't really do anything. Well, rub it in because you were telling me just before we started recording that you have a, a weird odor in your house because you have to go to work like a physical location outside of your home mm, and leave a, a beloved family pet at, at the homestead. That's right. So he doesn't like that. And that's just he shows me by doing whatever he wants on the tiles. So is that a thing that you think is real is that because he is taking it out on you or just because he's no. he's a fairly new because dog he's like to the world 13 weeks old and he he gets it sometimes and he he's inside for he does have a doggy door but he he's mastered coming and he got last week it's mastered coming back inside but he hasn't quite realized that he can actually just go outside without us like showing him that the door's here so he's getting it but he he hasn't quite got it yet well my oldest cat wally is six or seven at this point and we woke up last night or the night before at like five in the morning to just like this like sound and he just laid out like the biggest hairball you've ever seen in your life um about three inches to the left of where the tiling was we just decided to do it on the carpet instead which is just like perfect Perfect. cat thing to do like thanks mate uh perfect great thanks i'll just get all the bile Let's try to get it off the carpet. What a great place to start with this uh, lovely episode of the Friendly Fire Show. Hmm. You know what? Like, I honestly, lockdown just feels like in, in Melbourne, especially with lockdown six, that we get out of it and then we just we, we're, we're thrown back in and we get out of it and we're thrown back in. And what a what a great segue into what I've been playing for the last couple of weeks, if if not the last week i forget when we recorded last um i'm talking about hades have you been playing hades i know it was our game of the year 2020 on switch and pc but obviously it's out on playstation and xbox so i played a bit on switch and i kind of left it because i thought oh maybe i'll just come back when it's on game when it got announced for game pass i thought it was one of those games on my list to go back to and play properly when it got announced for game pass i thought great i'll play it on xbox and i'll get the achievements but i'm too bad to get the achievements so um yeah i'm not i like this game i can really appreciate why it's so good and why people like it so much uh but i'm not very good at it so i can only play in short bursts but i do like the fact that you can play it like that as well i have so many tips if you want them uh give me your best two (laughs) so you can go into the the settings menu and turn on god mode which gives you a little bit more of a a boost it also gives you two percent uh damage reduction every time you die so okay. eventually you just kind of get a little bit better because of that. Also, if you stick at it, you you will get not only like good boons and stuff on the run that you're on because you're playing as Zagreus, who is Hades' son, and your goal is to get back to the, the land of the living from the underworld. Um, you, you also start earning like the purple uh, tear-shaped things and keys and like just little by little, if you keep at it, it's, it, the goal isn't really to win. The goal is to kind of just keep throwing yourself into it much like Zagreus like has to do to try to get out of the underworld because if you die you just start from scratch um the the more you play the more you build up all of these abilities and I I struggled with Meg I struggled with um the next boss which is the Hydra I will stop spoiling bosses but like 
someone that felt impossible to beat three runs ago is now just like whatever i can just destroy you as, yeah. as you keep going so it, it is a little bit frustrating at the start and i don't know if like i, I don't know how you balance that but it does like the curve lessens i guess as you go yeah i think it's balanced pretty well like it's not meant to be super easy and it isn't when you first start you kind of either have to commit to playing it or not uh but we talk about this all the time like that's why it's such a good game pass game a lot of people will try it who otherwise may have not may have overlooked it and they'll probably get really into it. So it doesn't take that long to kind of for it to click for you to be like, Oh, I get it. And I can see why I was initially bad and here's how I'll get better. It's just a matter of doing it. I think that's why it fits switch so well as well. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people get into it now that it's on more platforms. It fitches. It fitches. It is good for, what was I trying to say just then? It's really good on switch because of that kind of like portable, like, like yeah. Pokemon-y like start stop nature but I think it works better on Xbox as an example or PlayStation because you have a bigger unless you're playing on your TV of course which obviously on Switch same thing but like you have a bigger piece of real estate to look at and and strategize around your like dodges and, and like finding open spaces where like on a Switch it's very very small and hard to see um and I had another thought which I've just completely forgotten about which just doesn't matter uh i really like it i i find myself playing it when i should be doing something else and i just mm. like just one more run like i'll just i'll just i'll just I'll, I'll get through this it'll be fine um i really really like it and and i i'm into all of the lore behind it as well so it's cool going and talking to orpheus or talking to thanatos or whoever else and like just kind of like i know a bit about that already but you forget some things you're like oh and then it's led me to go and like read up on on mythology on the side which is yeah. really cool so yay for hades it's on game pass if you have it on pc or xbox and you can also buy it on switch or pc or playstation that's what i was going to say if you happen to have it on pc steam and switch that's the only uh two platforms that offer cross progression so you can like bounce between the two and keep your progression which is cool yeah so yay hades i've talked too much um ben we're recording are we are we pulling the veil back i don't know we're recording this at a time Uh, where we can talk about call of duty vanguard and nhl 22 um admittedly i know more probably firsthand than you do but do you want to talk about call of duty vanguard because you are the the call of duty guy uh, out of the two of us well, we made you pulled the veil back now already. Basically, we're releasing this at a time we can talk about it, but you've already at the time of recording, we can't. But you've already seen Call of Duty Vanguard, and I've read your notes, uh, sneakily in the back end of Survivor. So, well, let me tell you, it was two hours of a presentation that I could boil down into about five seconds. So, mm. you're welcome. The well, the main part here is there's a new Call of Duty game this year. So we were wondering, it was normally announced Finally. much earlier in the year. We were wondering what's going on. Uh, there were a lot of talk that this game from Sledgehammer was meant to come out last year. That was their year in the cycle, and it never did. They, of course, did Call of Duty World War II in 2017, Yep, I think. Um, so they should have been up at 2020, but they've gone to 21. And there were clearly some issues. So like the last few CODs, they've pulled in some studios to do more work. They pulled in Raven, who did the campaign last year for um, Black Ops Cold War. And they pulled in Treyarch to do zombies because that's their thing, basically. Oh, yes. So Raven is doing the map for Warzone. And the main game is being made by Sledgehammer. So they finally finished it. 
and it's being revealed in Warzone because that's how you have to reveal a game now. You can't just do it on Twitch or something. You have to do it in a game within a game. Um, well, I suppose they can't do a big lavish event with NBA players that normally do. So and fly us over to LA to watch a trailer. Uh, hmm. But that is fine. So I think it looks, I really liked World War II. So I think it looks good. Um, having not actually seen it, I've read about it, but I, I assume it looks good. It sounds good. It, we saw some really, uh, I saw some really scripted stuff from the single player campaign, which is like every, like if you went to an E3, Mm. however many years ago it's that kind of thing where like someone's like really slowly creeping through a jungle and there's cool things happening and he turns and just looks for a while flashes of light as a cannon's going off or something um like you'd never play it like that so it's it's hard to kind of there's a lot of cool stuff there's like particle effects there's fog there's a lot of like weather things like embers and ash um, and lighting effects, like taking advantage of, of, of current gen consoles and building up the Call of Duty That's engine, good. which we saw in Modern Warfare. Um, but it's that thing of like, will you actually notice some of these things as you're just like barreling towards your objective, like shooting whatever you see pop out of a thing? Um, but that's any game really yeah probably i think it, it immerses you in it so the example of that that i last saw at e3 2019 was modern warfare where they took us into a hotel room because activision wasn't officially at e3 they're in a hotel across the street and uh they like went really slow in that mission where you had to go through the building like the apartment complex and go upstairs and oh yeah um, got tight in con- like a confined area um, and they did it really slow. So, and they had the big booming sound. So you could hear like the train go past and all that stuff. And they like, look at the sound effects. And it is really cool. You're right. You don't really notice when you play it properly, but you kind of subconsciously do because it does build that whole atmosphere. You just kind of, you're not drawn into it like they try to show you. So it all, it all builds into realism, which like mm. I do understand, but like I didn't need a two hour presentation where they talked about recording airplane sounds for 20 minutes. Like I just, I, okay, cool. Like I, I, I do think that some of these things are better being in the peripheral without having to be pointed out. But like that, that that's fine. Um, it's they not probably called, called... they probably won't do that for the the public reveal, which we're oh no, of course not showing this after that we're pretending we've seen. So I think they'll just go a couple of trailers. Uh, and apart from the 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 huge like well not huge apart from the technological leap to current gen and particle effects and it's 60 frames on on consoles they didn't say how they're achieving that on last gen as opposed to you know like what's being offered on current gen but it's they said 60 frames on consoles so have at it you should feel good about that now cold Um, war had a 120 mode as well so i've been playing 120 on series x they didn't mention 120 at all but like Mm. the this is the reveal of call of duty which normally takes place in may it's yeah. august the game comes out in november i want to say yeah. there's been I have, three, I have three games in my brain that i'm trying to figure out where the nda sit um so like it's weird that we don't know enough about this yet like the the zombies um thing by treyarch is a prequel to the zombie stuff in black ops cold war so it's like the first kind of yeah, like zombies connected universe or whatever, if, if you want, with this cross media stuff. Um, the, the reason why it's not, I guess, World War II Part Two, even though it technically is really, is that uh, Sledgehammer is really leaning upon the idea of special forces. So these were um, special operatives who weren't just soldiers kind of, you know, like 
charging towards an objective. These were specialized people working in small units, like, you know, for specific reasons. Yeah. And it, it's a concept according to Treyarch or not Treyarch, according to Sledgehammer, because I don't, I have no, I'm not a war historian. It's something that kind of came about near the end of World War II. And it's, it's something that we're more accustomed to with, with more modern wars. So like there, there, it's its own spin on World War II. It's still World War II, World War II obviously. Um, but, but not, you know, like a D-Day thing that you're used to seeing. Yeah. And the other thing quickly, sorry, I know I'm talking so much is that, uh, it's built around the, the war that we're accustomed to seeing. So it's the other battles that kind of turn the tide in the war. So the Pacific, North Africa, et cetera. Sorry, Ben, I cut you off. I totally cut you off. Yeah, well, they're, fa- they're potentially found uh, part of World War II, which hasn't been in 50 games before. So uh, when, when World War II, as in COD World War II, came out four years ago, I was actually glad they went back to it because we'd had just that, we'd had that big period of modern warfare then future warfare where everything got like double jumpy and wall running and super quick and uh it really slowed it down so i thought great um weirdly enough battlefield also went to world uh, world war ii around the same time i think the same year even so it was kind of like hang on now we've been saturated with it but i did like going back to that speed for just kind of like one year um and the fact that battlefield's back going modern or future warfare this year um modern future depending on how far away you think that is yeah it could be either. It depends on how many advancements there Will are. Will we even get to 2042 at this point? Who knows? That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's good they're finally on different wavelengths in terms of the setting. So they'll be totally different in terms of that combat loop. Um, they're different anyway in terms of scope, but I just think that having that different setting suits it really well. If you're someone who plays both, I know a lot of people don't, but there is that group who do like to bounce between them. Um, and I think they've accidentally nailed that. I don't think it's intentional. They've this game was meant to come out last year, but they've just it's it's hit a good spot. Um, yeah, and the special forces it's it suits multiplayer accidentally because this is ultimately a six v six game. So you can just say force one versus force two, and it it makes sense. So yeah, and I like there is this war zone integration. Ravens making a a, a vanguard themed map to go in war zone. So. Like you might not hmm. even have to, you might not even own Warzone, but you're going to potentially be playing as these special forces operate, operate operators in Warzone. Um, there was a teaser in Warzone already, which had um, Paula, Polina, Polina. She is modeled off of a Soviet sniper who actually was in World War II. She was in a teaser that went up like a week ago in anticipation of vanguard so she's going to be someone that you can play in Warzone. so like you, you might not even play vanguard specifically but you're going to be playing air quotes vanguard in Warzone, which is something that you know like a battlefield doesn't offer you especially if you don't have the cash to to drop on a new game yeah well we'll look forward to seeing more i'm glad they finally announced it it was going to be announced at some point that rumor that there would be no new cod multiplayer this year seemed a bit far-fetched considering what a cat cow this is for activision so uh, yeah, we finally got there. Now, tell me what is going on with NHL because I've never heard you so excited about an engine. I don't know if I am excited though. That's the thing. Oh. I'm ex- I'm excited because NHL 22 is is finally going to the Frostbite engine, which is what they built Mass Effect Andromeda in, which is what all of Dice's games are in Battlefield, obviously. Um, FIFA and 
Madden maybe went at the same time. I can't remember. At least FIFA went first and Madden mm. maybe followed shortly afterwards. But this is like a, it's like a frostbite as an engine and it has different iterations. It's like 15 years old at this point. And finally, like EA's kind of black sheep sports game is finally being brought into it, which could be good and could be bad because, you know, like NHL 15 is when it went to Ignite, which you know, from what you and I have heard on the download may or may not be an actual proper engine upgrade. Um, you are a FIFA player. FIFA went to Frostbite. Yeah. Was it good when FIFA went to Frostbite? So FIFA definitely went to Frostbite because they introduced the journey that year. So they wanted to have that story-focused gameplay and they wanted that to show you the characters in a better way than Ignite or whatever it was could have done. So um, absolutely, the, the the players look better than ever before. The it allowed that story mode because there were loads of cinematics like off the pitch that were going on in that mode, and I'm pretty sure that's why they moved to Frostbite. They said other reasons, but I I feel like that's the main reason. Gameplay, it's it probably depends what you think. Like a lot of people would say, the last three or four years have not been that good for FIFA. Um, I mean, I liked it before that just because I got good at it, and then I'm like jaded old man. I'm not good at it anymore. This dodgy engine. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's still quality, but it's, it, you know, it brought in different types of glitches, different things happened. So, um, yeah, I, it's not necessarily, it certainly looks better on Frostbite. I don't know that it necessarily plays better. I'll tell you what I did. I went, I, I got off my chair if you're watching the video podcast, because I bought this on oh, eBay, wow. which is NHL 15, the last time they switched engines and playing this compared to NHL 21 is night and day. This is putrid and awful and slow and garbage and if moving to a new engine means having to kind of like relearn how to how to make a sports game to fit in the engine that's terrifying um so i hope that's not the case i hope they've learned you know from from what they've done with fifa and from add-on to make this probably more accessible um but like there's no denying the visuals are insane like the ice actually is reflective in like ice like it's it's not just like a slab of white on the ground it's you know, like shadows and light and everything's bouncing off the surfaces. Um, and obviously it's better on current gen than last gen, but last gen still has frostbite advantages and benefits and everything's great. Um, they're relying on X factor, which is a thing introduced in Madden. And basically the way to describe it is like everybody is, you know, stats, you know, like I'm a 99 center, or I'm a 76 because I'm not as, as, as experienced um there's zone and superstar abilities there's like 100 players in the nhl that have superstar abilities which are you know like can do passing better and then there's zone abilities and um the cover star austin matthews of the toronto maple leafs has one where if you let him on if you leave him on his own and he does a deke like he has a higher chance of scoring on the deke so like there's all these things that kind of factor in um and the jaded bit of me is like, that's cool. And it will work well in like a normal gameplay scenario. But like, this is just basically being built for Hut, which is the ultimate team equivalent of a FUT or whatever it is in Madden, where like, they just want you to pay money to unlock these X factor yeah. characters who can put on all these attributes and just like pay to win kind of thing, which is, bleh, don't care about that. That's where they make all their money. And no one cares about NHL, so I'm going to finish up with this. Um, there's really shitty cross-progression as well. Um, kind of like the NBA game last year when it was doing the cross-gen stuff. So if you buy 
Um, one, you, you can buy a, 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 a more expensive version of NHL, which gives you dual entitlement to last gen and current gen if you if you don't have a current gen console, but you plan on getting one. Um, and the only progression that you'll carry from Xbox One to series or PS4 to PS5 is your hockey ultimate team. Uh, and, and not even, so you can uh, guarantee 20 players from your ultimate team roster to go into your current gen system. And then everything else you own basically just gets like a value attributed to it. So you can open more card packs when you move. But as soon as you initiate the transfer, you lose access to trade anything in the old gen, the last gen, because that would wreck the economy of, of the last gen itself. So it's, just, it's, it's all just like money grabbing garbage when, when you think about it critically which i don't like so yeah ea's cross-gen sucks we've established that already they're refusing to do smart delivery so uh disappointing yeah um you know what else is disappointing a mega corporation who rips off an indie studio and releases a a new mode under the tagline trust nobody so they knew what they were doing Uh, they being who fortnite has basically (laughs) introduced a mode which is among us uh, called imposters. The fact that they've called it imposters, they know what they're doing. Uh, we should probably say that games have been built off of what other games have done forever. So it's not like someone's just taken an idea and made it their own version, and that's the first time ever. Like that's how all games have been made up till this point, more or less. Yeah. It is a little bit disappointing when something the size of Fortnite does it to something the size of Among Us. Well, and also when someone someone the size of Epic is suing Google and Apple because, you know, like they're making it hard for the little guy, the little guy air quotes says Epic as yeah. if they're not like the biggest game there is at the moment. So, yeah. So like they're yeah. trying to they're trying to fight for the little guy and, you know, like free up app store stuff. But also they're just like blatantly ripping off Inner Sloth, a very indie company uh, studio who's made Among Us, which is, you know, like wasn't great when it launched not great not popular when it launched and is now like ridiculously popular just because of word of mouth so fortnite went oh yeah. we can do that which sucks but we we saw this happen with you know PUBG came out and then uh apex had to follow ian into their own version cod made decided we're going to crush you all with our version of battle royale well, fortnite took it. the ping system from apex because yeah. like that's great yeah, uh, everything should have that ping system, by the way. It is great. But is. I mean, good example of a smaller dev coming up with a good idea, which is then copied by bigger studios and then they copy each other's innovations within that. Uh, yeah, it's happened before. It's going to keep happening. It Probably most disappointing is I don't think Among Us is out on consoles yet. It's only out on Switch and PC, I think. Right. Um, so a lot of people will probably then say, oh, there's going to be a bunch who don't follow this very closely and think, oh, this is just a little copy of the Fortnite feature when it eventually does come to PS4 and uh, Xbox. So, yeah, it's, that's probably a little disappointing. If it had just been out on those consoles already, they, they would, have, would have had more exposure around this. And Among Us isn't free. Hmm. It's not expensive, but it's not free. And Fortnite is free. And this isn't a paid feature that you can just jump into with Epic because they'll they, buy Wonder Woman, buy superman by batman by the master chief by aloy from horizon zero dawn by every every character that has ever existed at this point um which like it's just it's the it's the big guy kind of like stomping on the little guy and that sucks to be honest in my mind anyway Mm. um do you care if your xbox dashboard is in 4k ben 
Not really. I always have. So it's currently in 1080p. I think that's fine for a UI. Like it, I can see everything I'm doing. I can read everything I'm doing. Uh, if it is possible to get the text in 4K, great. It'll probably look slightly crisper. If it's going to use up loads of resources, I don't really care. Imagine it will, but so like the news story is uh, Xbox Alpha Skip Ahead Insiders now have a 4K dashboard instead of a 1080p one. Um, my questions are like, do people on 1440p get a special dashboard? Because it doesn't seem like it. This is only an Xbox Series X thing. So like Series S can't hit that benchmark unless it upscales. So many questions like that don't even matter because who cares in the end? I think it actually can. Aren't there examples of Series X hitting 4K? S, I mean, in certain circumstances. I thought it only went to 1440p, though. On but the it, box, like, that's what they say. To... Uh, maybe. Anyway, either way, you're not going to notice much difference. Uh, it's it's probably just so that they can say our console is fully 4K for your 4K TV, so I can see why they wouldn't care about 1440p. It's not really for those people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it's one of those things which was just on the list to do, like they, they couldn't get it done at launch because it was so minor and they finally circled around to it, that's fine. Otherwise, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I can read the screen perfectly fine, so I'm happy with it. Does it downscale from 4K? And like, like questions that no one cares about because it's literally just a tile. We hit like, hey, I want to play Hades. But that's yeah. something that happened. Um, you're, you're a Grand Theft Auto guy, aren't you? Yeah, well, I would love to play the trilogy again. So the rumor being that the uh, PS2 era GTA trilogy, GTA 3, Bar City and San Andreas are currently being remastered. I think we'll even release this year for last gen, current gen and Switch. Uh, Switch is surprising because if they've got this running in a, in a strong way, but they've also got it running on Switch. And I suppose they'll have it on vanilla Xbox One all the way through to Series X. So that is Probably kind on of range. 16 PS3, like it's Rockstar, <laughs> they'll do anything. I'm surprised. So, I mean, a version of San Andreas was released on 360, but I'm surprised these games haven't been remastered before. Like, it's it, they will sell tens of millions of copies. They can easily slap a full, pro, you know, put the three games together. They can put a hundred dollar sticker on that. People will buy it, no problems. So, well, um, yeah, you see this with like the the Mario All Stars, and you also yeah. like Rockstar's in no hurry to to put out GTA Six. Like, they're making money hand over fist with no. five and everything else. And you just, you outsource it to a remastering studio. So they don't actually need to do any of the work really. Um, and they'll make a load of money. So it's a rumor at this stage. I expect it's true based on how obvious it is for them to do. Uh, I would say that if you'd only played four and five and you went back to those ones now, you will be in for a bit of a tough run because they're, they're much harder. And it's just that era of controls was so... So tough to get your head around if you try to start them now. So they will need some level of work for dual analog players, but not heaps. In the same way that even like they they changed the camera, Nintendo did in Mario Sunshine because it didn't make sense to the current day players. So little things like that would make them more playable. But there's some tough missions, especially in Vice City. How dated is Vice City as compared to San Andreas? Because I Much. I haven't played three or or Vice City to that much of an extent and i love San- i've played san andreas on like uh, probably four platforms at this point uh vice city is probably the best story-wise like it's a miami vice copy basically but that way over the top um so very strong story three is a lot more rudimentary like it's it's them taking a 2d game and turning it 3d still good to play but it's it's a lot smaller in scope um if you're going to skip one that's the one i would skip vice city certainly some of the mission structure and like how i've 
remember shooting being like really hard to get your head around, even when I tried to play it. Um, but I play, I had it on a PC for some reason. Maybe I didn't have a console that could play it at the time. So playing on a keyboard probably didn't help me. But yeah, certainly, uh, yeah, like vehicle controls, shooting controls, much, they improved those quite a bit to San Andreas to make them, to update them a lot more. And that was in that time where like a 2002 game versus a 2004 game or five game was like a massive jump. A lot happened in those years. So uh, yeah, but they could easily, you know, polish it up a little bit and, and get it slightly easier to play. Well, I um, I think I've bought GTA Five on every platform that you can, and I've probably played like twenty minutes on every one, but the one that I started on, where I finished it properly. Mm. I like the idea of it, but I just like I, I never want to jump back in. But like, I just keep giving Rockstar money, so I, I guess I'm stupid. But that's why they've sold like 150 million <laughs> copies. I've done the same thing with uh, Capcom and RE4. Yeah. Uh, so at least I know I have a problem. That's well, something to admit. That's the only confusing part of this rumor is it's apparently coming out this year, but GTA Five for PS5 and Series X is coming out this year. So that doesn't make sense. You think, considering how far away GTA Six is, that they would release those two things at least six months, if not twelve months apart. Or they just know that people are just going to dump money and not play them. And like, that's how it is. Actually, I I have just remembered, I did read a rumor about it. The original plan pre-COVID was that they would remaster these games and put them with like the next gen version of GTA 5 to get people to buy it yet another time as like a bonus. And then they could still charge you 120 bucks for GTA 5 because you'd be like, oh yeah, I get those three games too. But it sounds like they've changed tack and they're going to just sell it as its own thing. And it'll do well. Um, so Eleni, our intern, who is lovely, and I, who is less lovely, uh, had to sit for like a good hour and a half and try to figure out exactly what is going on with Remedy Games, like one of my favorite developers. Um, Ben, just pop quiz. Do you know how many games they're working on right this second? Um, probably at least three, if not more. Six. Six games. Technically, it's like five and a half. So um, they announced this week that they have started proper production of, of their big AAA game with Epic Games, which is one of the five and a half or six. Let me, let me just run through this with you quickly, and then we can talk about it. So two of those games are tied with Smilegate's Crossfire series. So Crossfire X is like the Xbox shooter that's yes. coming out. What um, happened to that, by the way? That was meant to be out last year, wasn't it? It was meant to be out last this year. It was year? delayed to this year, and who knows what's it's going gone on. Again. I All previewed right. it like at the start of last year, like the the, the multiplayer campaign. There was like mm. an open beta, even that you and I played in. Um, so two of those games, or one and a half games, depending on my count, are tied to Crossfire. So we'll say two of six at this point. Um, two games are with Epic Games. One is one is being worked on right now, and the other one's coming. Uh, one is called Vanguard, which is a free-to-play co-op game, and the Ooh, sixth they're gonna one—they're going to be sued by. Oh, COD. There must be seven then. God, <laughs> there's seven then. Um, one is Condor, which is a co-op game set in the universe of Control, and the seventh one is a sequel to Control with 505 Games. There's seven games. I lied. So, like uh-huh. one, just like take that into consideration for a, a hot second. Once you have it, it the, the the Epic Games games are Remedy Connected Universe games, 
so what do you think it is or this 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 triple a game that they're working on what the, there's so much i can't i didn't even explain that well what do you think this game with epic games is which is a remedy connected universe game is well question that was a question i mean whenever remedy says we've got a new game coming everyone says great you're finally doing another alan wake game but they're never going to do it um <laughs> <laughs> there just seems to be they've, they've done a classic valve like we've we nailed that game we're never going back to it <sighs> i hope they do though i i hope either it is alan wake 2 or it's it's connected enough like the last dlc for control was where like you can kind of it's like alan wake adjacent and i'll take that like i don't if that's all i get i'll be fine with that john wake the challenge (laughs) i don't think it's gonna be that but um even if it's like a quantum break sequel and i don't know how the ip works with quantum break like no. it, it, it could be though if it's remedy connected universe, it could be Alan Wake Control or Quantum Break. Or it could be new thing, which we're claiming is also in that universe. Oh, I hope not, because that would suck. Like I'm just sick of getting like one shots from Remedy. I love every anything that Remedy does, I love. Maybe it's Max Payne. Maybe they bought it off Rockstar and it's back in the universe. Um, anyway, I'm speculating. Like, what, w- will you play this? Will you give it a try, regardless yeah. of what it is? Because we have no idea. I mean, I liked all of Alan Wake Control and Quantum Break, so I don't think it would be Quantum Break. It just seemed to be too much its own thing, and it was so, you know, invested in that. Oh, it's TV and it's game. You could break away from that and just make it full game, but yeah, it just seems like something that they, I don't see it happening. I'll have to double check, but I don't think Remedy actually even has the rights to it. I think microsoft owns that but it is in the mm. same world it's it's connected in that way it maybe isn't part of the connected universe are you sick of connected universes at this point uh, yeah i i don't really <laughs> i'm over all marvel movies there were just too many and i've lost where they connect to each other uh, and i don't really care anymore did you watch what if on uh, disney plus no so there's two episodes right now and so far there what if Sharon or Sharon Carter? What if Agent Carter was uh, Captain America? And the second episode is, what if Punisher was Captain America? So I feel like there's a theme that they're like inadvertently setting here. Like, I don't care if A was Captain America or not, because just give me something different. But that's a complete yeah. tangent. Uh, Mist. Do you ever play Mist? Are you young enough or old enough to have yeah, played Mist? Yeah, I, I played it like 10 years, maybe not quite 10, maybe eight years or so after it came out. Uh, and so that was very much like at someone else's house. And I was like blown away by how good this game looks because at the time I only had a Game Boy. So I'm like 2D gaming only. And just to see this like 3D game in like 2000 or 2001 or whatever it was. I played uh, it when it came out and I was oh. thinking that. So now I just feel old as hell. Thank you for that. But just funnily enough, like a week or two ago, I saw like a tweet about, you know, just like uh, there's a, a Twitter account I followed. that's just uh, how long does this game take to complete? And it just randomly tweets out like this game takes eight hours or 100 hours for completionists. Uh, and Miss came up and I thought, that's interesting. I, I don't actually really recall playing it. Like I should play it because it's such a classic game. And then the next week, Xbox is like it's coming to Game Pass and it's like this fully remastered version, which was actually announced last year, but everyone kind of missed that it was coming to Xbox or they maybe they didn't say Xbox. So I think that's kind of cool. It's such an old game to come to Game Pass. It's like a, a type of thing they haven't really done yet. It is very 2021 though, because pretty much every game we've spoken about on this show this year is an old game. Even Hades is not a new game. So 
Yeah. This is well, much older though. I played it on 3DO. Do you even know what oh. that console is? I, uh, I forget what the 3DO looks like, but I know I played it on a 3DO. No. Well, so that's the weird thing. Like it hasn't, this hasn't come to a console for ages. It was on like PlayStation 1 and whatever else was around then. And then it was on like DS and Switch. So like it became a handheld game. Uh, back to consoles. Kind of cool. And kind of like one of the first walking simulators, really. If, yeah. If, if, well, if not. Yeah, it is. First. So yeah. I don't know if it's good anymore. It's been a while since I played it, but it's if you have Game Pass, it's free. So like, there's nothing stopping you from checking it out, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a ton of stuff on Game Pass coming out in the next little while. Uh, if you've downloaded this when it comes out, uh, 12 minutes is already out, which is an Annapurna game, which I'm totally excited for. And Looks like great. Psychonauts 2 comes out on the 25th. There's tons of other games between that, but like those are the big ticket ones, I reckon. Yeah, it's been a little quiet Game Pass the last month or so. I mean, there was but Flight Hades Simulator. Hades just came out on it. Come yeah. on. So as of, as the, I mean, Flight Sim was a pretty big one, but there, it, it kind of had a little lull. But now like from Hades onwards, it's just a huge period. And I think yesterday they added a bunch of more EA Play games too. So Yeah, and The um, Ascent, which is like that cyberpunk RPG top-down asymmetric, not asymmetric, as, isometric thing. Anyway, yeah, tons of, tons of games. That's it. Uh, we're still on Xbox, I guess. Uh, Phil Spencer played a Steam Deck, Ben. What did he think? He thought, it, well, he played xCloud on Steam Deck and he thought that was fantastic. Uh, that's probably why I would get one, but I, you, you can also just install Windows and install the Xbox app and then play Game Pass games natively and Steam games as well and Epic Game Store games, which is probably what I would do if I were a Steam Deck. I probably wouldn't use the Steam OS. I would put my own windows on there, put, just download the games because we've talk, we've talk, you could do that too. We've talked about before, uh, xCloud works in Australia and it, it works pretty well, but it's, it's not where near as good as just downloading the game. Like it's a bit blotchy and stutters sometimes. So I prefer just to download it. Um, and then you basically got yourself a, a Xbox Switch type of deal. So yeah, if, if we can ever get them here, because there's no indication they'll be sold anytime soon, maybe next year. Well, so I think he played like Halo, Master Chief, and Age of Empires mm. three proper Steam releases on this on the deck as well, which he said were great. But like, yeah. it's at this point, like Sony's not going to make a, a Vita two or whatever you're going to call it, and Microsoft doesn't need to because either you buy an yeah. xbox or you buy an xbox series x with an x screen uh as as manufactured by australian you know geniuses so like you have like a portable laptop to play xbox or you put it on your phone with a backbone or your phone with a razor kishi or or you get a steam deck like you, you don't need a portable microsoft device because there are portable microsoft devices it's it's kind of clever yeah i probably will get one now that i know it works really well with game pass so if i can get one well and it's 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 like like you i have a, a a gaming pc you don't this this is all by all intent and purpose a, a gaming pc that you can either play as a handheld or connect to a monitor and it is a gaming pc at that point and you can you know like yeah. use a peripheral to play it like you know like it's it's kind of like a, it's it's like a switch but with the shackles unshackled Let's just see if it can play Fallout Simulator because I do have a laptop that can play most things, but it... Fallout Simulator? Flight, Flight Simulator. 
<laughs> uh, it almost exploded when I tried to play that. So that's the test. Well, I'm kind of excited for it, but like we we can't get it here yet, as as I think yeah. you said before. So well, and it's so hard to you know. Some people on the weekend asked me what console they should get, and I said probably an Xbox with Game Pass is great. And they said, oh, I tried to get one, but it's like you can't get one anywhere. And I think the the average person isn't like us who are you know watching Osbog and constantly being like, there it is, it's up on Amazon for two minutes. I'm going to buy one. They want to just walk into a store and pick one up. So this is going to have the same problems. Like if it's out of stock for years. It's it's just a it's, I know it's just the situation we're in, but it's it's kind of a drainer that we're so far in this generation, and any hardware is just impossible to get. Two questions: Are your friends like as advanced as we are with their televisions and have like 4K TVs, or like would an Xbox Series S? I guess this no. is the second question: Would a Series S work in that? Because they Series seem S would be work. Bountiful. They. Right? Uh, they they didn't want the Series S mainly because no disk drive and games on disk are so much cheaper and they can also just, um, uh, two of them were brothers. So they were like, one of us would buy it and then just give the disk to the other one to play. Yeah. And the other one is the storage is so much smaller and they looked into how you know you expand that and the memory card costs 350 bucks. I'm like, well, you're better off just paying for the 200 bucks more for the bigger console and you get double the storage space. So it did make me realize that Xbox, if they had got one terabyte in the Series S for the same price at five hundred, that'd be a good buy. But I think mm. going at five twelve, it it's kind of useless. Like I'm, the more I see the Series S, the more I think, oh, it's just it, the storage isn't enough. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. And I'm like, oh, you're wrong because I have like a, a Seagate thing that I can just like plug into a Series S and be like, oh, problem solved. Mm. But yeah, like that's. But if you're going to spend that extra money, you might as well just get the the extra 500 gig in the bigger console to begin with. That's true. Um, ben, the last news story, we're, we're going to like, we're going to hit an hour on this, which is bad. Okay. We're trying to hit yeah. like 30 minutes, but we, whatever we've doubled it. Um, do you know the origins of, of the, the, the name survivor? Uh, I do know that. I think your name is Steve. Correct. You like the show survivor. Also Correct. And I came here when it was like the Australian Outback, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. All 40, 40 seasons, 4-0, all 40 seasons of Survivor are now available to live stream in Australia on a service called Paramount Plus. Yeah, Will you great. be getting it? No. For, for Survivor alone and nothing else. Here's why I'm not getting it. <laughs> There's too many streaming services. This is very old man yells at cloud, but like uh, I've already got, I'm already over my limit. So I'm not taking on any more. Like I'm not, even if the best streaming service ever came out tomorrow, I wouldn't get it on the basis. I'm not even looking at any others. So uh, yeah, it, it sucks that there's too many now. Yeah. It's $8.99 a month or a little less if you get it on a yearly basis. I'm, we, we have it. I'll, like, I'll fully admit to already having it because one, I will watch the Survivor, like the seven seasons of Survivor that I haven't seen because I don't care about the Australian one. And like probably more importantly for me, because I do like watching TV shows that I am watching legally and not, you know, getting on the BitTorrent channel. Uh, the, the, the new Star Trek franchises, Strange New Worlds and Prodigy are going to be coming out pretty like 99% coming out on Paramount Plus because it's owned by CBS, which owns 10, which owns Viacom, which is Paramount. Yeah. Have you um, watched Channel 10 recently? Like, all they, all they do 10? is do Paramount ads. They, we watch uh, on Monday nights. We watch Have You Been Paying yeah, well, Attention? Yeah, I watched great. that last night briefly. The, <laughs> half the screen is Paramount Plus watermark. Like, yeah. 
Outrageous. Oh, then there's like then there's like five minute ads for Paramount Plus shows between yeah episodes desperate. of whatever you're watching. Anyway, carry on. Uh, so so like if you're a Star Trek fan right now in Australia, you have to have Amazon Prime Video for Lower Decks and Picard. You have to have Netflix for Discovery. You have to have Stan for the movies, and you have to have is that all of them? Paramount Plus for the new shows coming up. That's like five streaming platforms for Star Trek. Oh, hot tip Let alone on anything else. Hot tip on streaming services, even though I just raged about them. Uh, if you go on your PS5 now and you download Apple TV, you get six months free for signing up through PS5. So I do have six months of Apple TV. Uh, I will be canceling after that six months, but Mythic Quest is quite good, which is the Ubisoft slightly involved show. I think they just kind of prompted it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's surprisingly entertaining. So that's about a game dev basically being a real jackass. Well, we, we, we were talking about Paramount Plus, but we're going to talk about Apple TV instead because there's nothing on Paramount Plus unless you like Survivor and, and Star Trek soon. Um, Apple TV, uh, there's an M. Night Shyamalan show called Servant, which is very, very good. Like very, like what a twist M. Night Shyamalan, but like, you know, like you've seen his movies. You know what to expect to some degree. If you like that, watch that. Uh, Morning wars or morning show because it's oh yeah, yeah. Names, I heard that. Mm. with like reese witherspoon and not lisa kudrow who's the other one jennifer aniston is also very good there's like a like a bunch of decent stuff on on uh, apple tv which is not what yeah. we're talking about but there I'll you go smash through it um in my six months three trial um the last streaming thing i want to talk about is just because it took so long is the oh, KO yeah. Sports app has finally launched on PS4 and 5 as of August 2021. And if you go to Survivor, you'll find a story from November 2018 where the CEO of KO said, we're, we're launching on PlayStation just around the corner. It'll be out early 2019. That is two and a half years late. Um, so they but also pandemic, said... pandemic, Ben. Pandemic. Well, that was a year and a bit before any pandemic. Um They've also said at the time it's coming to Xbox soon. So I guess 2026, it might come to yeah, Xbox. 2024 or five. And uh, as much as, I mean, I do use KO, the complaint I had about it is it's too hard because, you know, every other streaming service, you are someone more of my parents' age and they just want to press a button on their TV remote and there's the app. They don't want to have a different box for whatever they're using. And the fact that KO is on almost nothing, um, you know, they're not going to do Chromecasting to get it. So they're just not interested. That's its fault. It's taking forever to get on other devices. It's meant to be on LG TVs three years ago as well, and it's still not there. Like, come on, hire a developer or something. So, like the weird, and back to Paramount Plus really quickly, the weird thing about Paramount Plus is that it launched in the States in March, and it's launched mm. now in Australia. The States on Xbox has a Paramount Plus app, which you can download if you, you know, like switch to US. It's this. It's it's still CBS across the world. Uh, you so you you can download it if you kind of s- circumvent the system in Australia and like assumedly because you're paying Paramount for the service, you'd think that you could launch it, and it just like completely fails. It's just like I don't know what's happening here in Australia. What's going on? So like they've mm-hmm. they've launched this thing months ago and they've launched it in Australia, but they've like half launched it, side launched it. It's just Classic. like come on, like you should know by now. Just get it right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ben, to round us off, it's it's a it's a quiet week or fortnight in delays, but there's still things delayed. So what do we got? 
just one that I'm aware of, which is Life is Strange Remastered Collection was meant to be out in September, I think, and it's been pushed back to next year. Uh, But the good news is, is if you'd like to play the first Life is Strange game, you can just play it on basically any console. It was on so many platforms and you can just play it unremastered, just regular mastered, still good and much cheaper too. The same thing applies to the other game in that collection, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Same mm. exact thing. So yeah, I guess you really... just don't get achievements if you play it again that's from it. scratch. Not a big deal, that one. So just wait till 2022 if that's your concern, really. Uh, but True Colors still comes out in September and so does the DLC, which revolves around Steph from Beyond Before the Storm, whatever, Deck 9. Deck 13? Deck 9. Mm. Anyway, I'm not used to recording on the same computer that I have everything else going on. So sorry about all the noises in the background. Ben, how do we find you on the internet? I am Ben underscore Salter on Twitter and yourself. Uh, S right AU. This will come out on Friday. We have got a giant thing about uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. We've got like crazy multiple pieces on NHL 22 uh so if you are interested in either of those go check it out and let us know what you think otherwise we'll see you later two weeks we'll see you then